The Howling Monkey Radio Network presents Dispatches of Note. Questions raised after recently seeing Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I showed Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory to my daughter for the first time recently, the 1971 version of the movie, not not of my daughter. Um, she had never seen it before, and I hadn't seen it in a very long time, and watching it again caused me to puzzle over some interesting questions, or, well, at least to make some wry and witty observations of my own. For example, where is this movie set? It looks like it was shot in a German village populated by people with British accents. Except for Charlie's family and Willy Wonka, who all seem to be uh, American. Is this a place like the village from The Prisoner where everyone's either a foreign spy or their family was a spy or somebody, somebody involves a spy? Maybe that's what happened to Charlie's father. He, he was killed doing spy stuff. Maybe he was James Bond or something. No, no, that, that's the theory's dumb. But anyway, I, where's this movie set? That guy who sings The Candyman? He comes off as a little weird, right? Okay, why is there some guy hanging around the chocolate factory at all hours of the night dispensing creepy exposition to children? Also, why is he the guy that was Kobayashi in The uh, Usual Suspects? For that, for, for that matter, why is Charlie allowed to roam the streets at night? His family is not at all concerned for his safety. It's, it's disturbing. Charlie's grandparents, all four of them, are bedridden, and they have been for decades. They all share a single bed in the middle of the living room. Meanwhile, Charlie has his own room and bed. That, that, that seems odd, right? And don't even get me started on that malingering Grandpa Joe. Enough said. Charlie's teacher is not really very good at his job, is he? Okay, so the whole contest is purportedly to award a tour of a chocolate factory and give away a lifetime supply of chocolate, right? So, why are people going so berserk over it? I mean, the amount of money that Mr. Salt spent on the chocolate to find the ticket could have probably been set aside for chocolate, and he'd have had enough of it for his entire family for the rest of the time. It, it just does not seem like a reasonable use of resources. Okay, the amount of time it takes from the start of the movie until they actually get to the factory tour is egregious. That whole Cheer Up Charlie song, that seems to go along for like an hour. And then there's the excruciatingly long sequence of Charlie running home after he wins the ticket. Seriously, watch this thing again sometime. It's, it's like the Forrest Gump running montage. Alright, once they get to the chocolate factory, who set up the chairs and red carpet outside the factory for the big day? I mean, nobody sees anybody coming in or out, right? But wouldn't someone have seen someone doing this? Alright, the Oompa Loompas are moralistic about odd things. Gluttony, fine, I get it. It's a seven deadly sin and all that. Spoiled kids, sure, I can see that. But man, they seem a little high and mighty about gum chewing and television watching. Look, I can accept that maybe they are improv musical geniuses on the level of Wayne Brady and that they can come up with songs on the spot about various moral lessons. But when do they have time to choreograph their dances? It seems a little too polished to have not been pre-planned, right? So they knew the kids were all going to for all intents and purposes, appear to die right when they did, and they'd have a song and dance number prepared exactly for... Th it just... 
I don't know. It seems suspect. And let's talk about these musical numbers in general. They they are oddly inconsistent. Why does anyone other than the Oompa Loompas break into song? I mean, there's that sad song by Charlie's mom. There's the song Grandpa Joe sings when he gets out of bed, which he clearly could have done at any time for decades prior to the time he did so. There's Bill the weird candy guy singing the candy man. Willy Wonka sings this this melancholy song that should all rights be happy. I mean, he's singing a song called Pure Imagination, and he really seems incredibly sad. And then Veruca sings a song while having a tantrum. That's it. That's basically it. It's a musical. It's not really committed to being a musical. There's a bunch of kids in it who don't sing at all, except for the one kid who does. I mean, Charlie, the protagonist of the entire movie, doesn't sing a song. Can you think of any other musicals where, like, the main character doesn't sing? It'd be like like the Phantom of the Opera where, where the Phantom just kind of mumbles or something. I, I don't know. You, you get the point. It's a, com- a musical that's not committed to being a musical. Okay. Why does Willy Wonka keep making vaguely risque statements to Veruca Salt's dad? Something kind of off about that situation. And look, did all these kids overall really do anything that bad? I mean, Veruca, yes, she was horrible. But all Augustus Gloop did was drink chocolate after specifically being told by Willy Wonka that they could drink or eat everything in the room. Then Wonka basically pushes him in the river for doing so. Violet chews some gum after being mildly told that it wasn't ready, and Mike TV got excited about teleportation technology, which, you know, is exciting. But for their various crimes, the kids are almost drowned, inflated to possibly fatal proportions, and shrunk to the size of a mouse. This is harsh. I mean, the punishment does not fit the crime. Which brings us to Charlie. What he did was as bad as or worse than what the other kids did. He explicitly disobeyed an order from Wonka, but he didn't suffer any weird fate. Oh, I mean, he almost got chopped up by a fan, but nothing actually happened to him. At the end he of that incident, he rejoins the tour. At the end, you know, he, he was given the gobstopper morality test. He passed that. But why did he get the chance and none of the other kids got that chance? Wonka was being unfair about this. Completely unfair. The other kids didn't get the the other kids didn't get the chance to do the you the gobstopper test. You see what I'm saying? Because they they were they they had to leave when they committed their mild vile It's you un, anyway. Are the uh Oompa Loompas covered by any kind of collective bargaining agreement? I, in any case, are they are they being paid at all? I mean, do they have like an on-site physician? Uh do they have Workers' comp claims, if so, I mean, how are they handled? I mean, there's got to be a lot of them, right? I mean, based on the unsafe working conditions that we've seen in that factory, there's just got to be a ton of those. The The facility itself does, in fact, seem to be run in a very inefficient and slipshod manner, yet Wonka chocolates are shipped worldwide. Who's handling logistics? I mean, are they doing just-in-time shipping somehow? And who's... Do they do they have any, like, you know, industrial engineers that we just haven't seen? Or is that what the Oompa Loompas... Do? I... 
I, I don't I don't think there's any Six Sigma people working at the Wonka factory. For that and for that matter, okay, how does the product get out of the plant and into the distribution chain? I mean, no one goes in, no one comes out, right? So how does the chocolate get into these stores? <laughs> Is it legal for a child to own and run a chocolate factory? That seems unlikely. Look, I hope that Charlie makes Grandpa Joe do some honest work at the plant after they move in. That guy's been feigning a disability for decades. He could have been helping his family for years and made enough money to buy his own darn tobacco. That's 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 what I'm saying. And you know, you got to think that Charlie's mom is like quietly stewing over how much Charlie seems to like Grandpa Joe over her when she does literally everything for the family. Charlie should have at least asked her if she wanted to go to the factory tour, right? But he he didn't. I I feel that this deserves a song by an Oompa Loompa. Possibly some choreography. All right. At the end, what, what was the point of that elevator just shooting out of the building and destroying the roof? I mean, that's not going to be a cheap fix. And to what end was that? Will, will Charlie inherit all the civil liability from the things that happened to the kids who went on the tour in the first place? I mean, yes, sure, the, the kids signed a giant waiver, but they're minors, and there's just no way those agreements are enforceable. Charlie needs to get a good lawyer, or barrister, or burgermeister, or what, whatever is appropriate in that ill-defined country they're in. How come no childless adults found a golden ticket? I'd have been fairly amused if like some 45-year-old guy named Brad found one and just showed up on the tour by himself and just kind of was like, hey. And I don't know. That that's 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 my Brad imitation. Hey. I I don't know what he would have done that would have caused Willy Wonka to murder him, but there it is. Hey. Why did that Tim Burton thing happen after this? Nobody knows. This program is brought to you by Law Dog Productions, LLC. We're on the web at HowlingMonkeyRadio.com, where you can find our other shows and content. You can also learn about ways to support our efforts there. You can reach us through our email address, info at HowlingMonkeyRadio.com.